Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis, a.k.a. Allie. I'm Dad. A.k.a. Tony. How are you? Good. It's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I thought we'd have the whole Chick-fil-A to ourselves. It's very close. It's, uh, are you kidding? There's a lot more people up today yeah. than I thought there would be. Me too. I know it. So, if you heard that amazing baritone voice over in the corner, we have one of our most favorite people on the planet with us this morning. He might be one of our most famous. He is definitely one of our most famous people. You want to introduce him or you want me to? We have Mr. Don Clampett. Boom. The Mr. Don Clampett himself. Now, um, he's famous in our world. Yeah. He's famous in our world. He needs to be famous in the entire world. Yeah. Say good morning, Mr. Don. Good morning, everyone. I'm just, oh. I just, well, oh, I know it. I just want, I just want him to, just to talk. Just to talk. Maybe well, he, he could recite be. the ABCs or something. Yeah, something like that. We are so stoked that you're here with us. All right, so we got to tell everybody right off the bat because now we're saying the most famous person in the world. Mr. Don Clampett is the CEO of Clampett Paper, which is based here in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, Started sir. in 1941. 1941 by your daddy. My mother and father. Dad and mom and dad. Yeah. 1941 in Dallas. Dallas looked a lot different in 1941. <laughs> Selling it paper did. in 1941 was a pretty big darn deal. Yeah, it was. Okay. That's, oh, it just dawned on me. That's pre war. That's right I, at the beginning. That's actually, exactly right. Too. Yeah. I, it, that, that just dawned on me because the whole time in my head I was thinking it was post war, but it was pre war. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, and now all these years, what is that? Seventy. Seventy seven. Seventy seven years. Not that you're counting. Not that I'm counting. Mm-hmm. But we just celebrated seventy five. Seventy five. A couple years ago, um, family owned, multi generational, Texas based. I love this story times a thousand. I just love the story times a thousand. Based here in Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. You have you been in the business the whole time? I have. Yeah. It's kind of. Uh, you a, grew up with paper. Oh, I grew. <laughs> I worked in the warehouse. And the paper's probably changed quite a bit since then, too. It has. Yeah. It 1941, has. there was like two types of paper or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> stuff you used industrially and stuff that you yeah. tried to print on, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now and there's like... I oh, my gosh. He has a creative center that you can go over to at their main office. It is a designer's dream house. Uh, that's how yeah. much paper's changed in 77 years. It's been, you know, the, the Creative Center has been fun. It's, it's, uh, there was a point in my career where I sort of thought the business was going two different directions. Right. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And one direction was white, deep, and cheap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> the yes. other one was kind of a full-line paper merchant. So I took that full-line paper merchant idea and kind of blew that up and said, I, I think it. we want to do something Real different. And that's kind of what was the impetus to do that. I love it. All right. The big question that I have is. I got to say this before I forget. Oh, (laughs) she's going to forget. This is called squirrel moment. No, it's not. It's about about the design center. Okay. So my favorite thing, I like to um, mentor other calligraphers or starting and I have always an open book and like to tell them all my little secrets. So. If you're out there and you have secrets, just text me and I'll give them all to you. But um, you my favorite, favorite thing is the question I get asked is where do I get my paper? And I'm like, okay, let me tell you. Go over to Clampett's Design Center. 
No, you just got to be prepared, but it's really, really cool. So just go in there, just like not expecting much. And so they go over there and I kid you not, I get a text message every single time. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this was even here. That was the best thing I've ever experienced. It's like literally. It's sensory overload. It is. It's like if you like paper and have an eye for good paper it's like going into a candy store it is it's a little bit it like vegas like for paper people <laughs> it is yeah. it's like vegas for paper, paper i've never people. heard that but i love yeah. it that's yeah. my new line it, I love it. <laughs> it is it is yeah. absolutely and i'm a semi-creative and i just go in there and go okay i'm just walking around here going i got to go do something creative because this is just really really cool I know. so if you're in the dallas area and you want or if you're not to come into the dallas area yeah. or the houston area we have there one you in go. houston what well. you have a creative, creative center, center in houston? Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So if you're over there, go to um, the Clampett's Design Center, and it's you can test and touch and feel. I think and that's what's really important. Yeah. All the paper that they own. Yeah. You know. Okay. So here's the question I was going to ask. Yes. Is paper going away? And I know you've been. I know you've been struggling with this and asking this, and have probably been asked this a thousand times. The answer to that question is absolutely not. I know it. There's I've, so many things that you have to have to use. Well, okay, so I got to tell you, I read a quote from your father, which I am actually going to use because it is the most brilliant Best. quote ever. What did your dad say about when he was asked the question, is paper ever going on? Is there a paper paperless office in the future? What did he say? There'll, there'll be a paperless office when there's a paperless restroom. they're trying now i will tell you the aria hotel in vegas is trying to make that happen yeah that's my computer dinging no one can hear it but you heard it in the headphones i know it everybody always goes what that just means someone sent me an email at this weird hour on a saturday i don't know why i thought that was the most genius answer now you know toyota just moved their north america headquarters to dallas and they claimed a paperless office that's what they claimed early on i but there's five thousand people on that campus (coughs) i'm pretty sure there's paper on that campus oh there's paper out there i know for sure i know it but you know the attempt to um the attempt to go paperless i I get it as an author i'm torn right because i'm a book guy i know and i read your book you're so sweet (laughs) it was awesome you're so i called you texted you right i know you're so cool (laughs) uh but you know, as an as a as an author, I'm I'm kind of a paper guy. I love paper, yeah. and as a recovering architectural firm owner, I am also a paper guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that there's books on audio, there's books on Kindles and digital. Well, the iPad, I think, has been a big game changer, at least uh, in my little neck of the woods. From a sketching standpoint. Mm-hmm. I know it from a sketching standpoint. It's been weird, but um, I don't ever see paper going away either. You know, it's <clears throat> it, what's really interesting is technology has come along so far, so fast. I know. And but the thing about when you get something beautiful, beautifully printed, mm-hmm. well designed oh in my your hands, gosh. it's real and it's interactive because you're touching it. It's not on a screen that you could swipe right, swipe left, yes. or up or down. Yes, there is something about that tactile. <laughs> Uh, the, tac- uh, the tactile um, interaction with that. Yeah, Look, I refuse to use a digital planner. I have to use Amen. a yes, paper yes. planner. She does. Absolutely. She has to write. She has to write everything down. I'm pretty close to that. 
I still keep a journal, um, and one day Allie will have all these. But I mean, if you walk into my study and open up, you know, one of my one of my closets, it's just rows of journals, and I'm still a fountain pen on paper. Oh, your fountain pen, wow. That's an, uh, yeah. You lit up when I said that. Not a fountain pen won't go on every type of paper. No, it will not. And that's the thing I've learned is I've had to find the right journal that. And for me, it's the writing process is almost as much therapy as the journaling process for me. Yeah. And I'm in, I have multiple fountain pens, but I do have my favorite go-to fountain pen and I can't write in just on anything with it. No, it's it, got to be a toothier finish, more it, like a cotton fiber paper. I know it. Yeah. And oh my gosh, when you put a fountain pen to the right kind of paper, I can write all day long. <laughs> I can get just I can just be creative and I'm geeking out on paper here this morning. I'm sorry. I even wore my shirt that says paper pusher. Mine says paper lover. Paper lover. We're all in the paper business, right? <laughs> we so, are, in a fact. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, look, you you were quoted in D Magazine uh, that you said once that you want to make executives look good on paper. <laughs> There you go. I'm like, okay, that is just freaking genius. (laughs) (laughs) It is so true. Well, yeah. And and as a guy, you know, as a CPO, I get a lot of resumes. Ugh, I get a lot of resumes. Um, Now they all come to me digitally. But just five years ago, I used to get them in the mail. Everything from um, they pulled something out of the copier and, you know, in the house, you know, the, the office max white copier paper that they printed on all the way up to pink scented linen right i mean it's just <laughs> like and you've seen, i've seen almost everything in, be, in between and i love the the scene from um legally, legally blonde, blonde. <laughs> <laughs> it's, sprays it. it's it's scented i think it adds something to it right so <laughs> all right so the best thing i think for the industry mm-hmm. and and you and i have some mutual friends in the industry and the right. printing industry and everything. I think the best thing that happened for the industry just recently happened in Los Angeles. I don't know if you've seen this in the paper or not or on the news, but um, a biotech billionaire just bought the LA Times newspaper. And when interviewed, um, someone asked him, isn't the newspaper a dying medium? And he said... Um, uh, he said the. Um, the Did you forget it. Well, it, he he tagged it, and it wasn't a generational tag. He didn't come in and say a generation, but he said the young new traditionalists, um, the the ones who kind of have that um, bohemian type of vibe, um, they're moving back toward things that are we would call them vintage, right? <laughs> But they're moving back toward um, that more authentic medium, and he said, "I bought this because the trend's going. The, he sees the he sees the trend going away from digital back to people want to hold the paper." I agree. Landon said that to me the other day, uh, or I think it was actually last night. I think it's the Z generation, is what. Well, I just called. did this research. I'm getting ready to give a talk on it. The Z generation is after the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Get this. There is a million more Z's than there are millennials. Yeah. Everybody's been talking about millennials but for the last 10 years. Landon, a million more Z's. Landon was saying that they are not liking social media and they don't want to use it. And the their go- whole goal is to not use it, but, per- but oh, what's the word? Um, 
kind of go back to the more basics. Yeah, to live in the moment and in life and yeah, I, I show I, their happiness in other ways. Hey, look, we you and I are old enough to 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 know that things come in cycles. Absolutely, right? Yeah, I mean. The furniture I grew up with in my parents' house when I was a kid, for some reason, is now hip. <laughs> Allie calls me a mid-century modern all the time, right? <laughs> They're restoring mid-century moderns in our neighborhood where we live here in Dallas, left and right, and selling them for millions and millions of dollars. And the furniture they're putting in there is the furniture I grew up on. <laughs> and sit back and went, what? I hated that couch as a kid. Now hope, that couch is ten thousand dollars. <laughs> hope we don't go back to two tone shag carpet. Oh, thank oh, you. No. Oh my gosh. Never. Somebody's gonna put. Yellow, somebody's never. gonna put it in. Never. Somebody's gonna put sure. it in. But never. some of the most ugly stuff. And so, hey, look. It. It. Not, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, mm. I've, I'm pretty sure Solomon wrote that three thousand years ago, and I think it's true today. People just recycle. Just look at TV. Right. Just look at TV. Magnum PI, which was big when I was a kid in the 80s, is coming back out this September, which, by the way, I'm excited about. With new. I know, with new characters. <laughs> which, by the way, you're a big reader. Are you, um, you like Clancy, Tom Clancy? Love Clancy. I love Clancy and Thor, Brad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those All right, too. so I'm a big Clancy fan, too. The Jack Ryan character is one of my favorite characters. Amazon Prime just produced a series on the Jack Ryan character, an entire series that's hit up to 1 a.m. watching I, it. it. Binging. Were you binging? It, it dropped last yes. night, the whole series. So I, I've been watching this because oh, <laughs> my phone just went off because I said series and Siri thought oh. I said her. Um, they've been advertising this, Don, on Amazon Prime for, Prime for a while. Who's Jack? Um, who okay, plays Jack? Larry, I always say his name wrong. Um, the guy who played in The Office, but he also played in um, – 13, 13 yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was one of the seals. Yeah, yeah. The tall guy. Larry, yeah. Uh, connect. Okay. It starts with K. Okay. Um, Kroninsky or yeah, something like that. Krasinski. Or Krasinski. Yeah, John. He play, is it John? John I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Jack Ryan and is phenomenal. And so I've been watching. I've been watching the quote unquote trailer for a couple months now. Well, I thought show one because they've been saying August thirty first. Show one. Amazon dropped the entire season last night. So the entire season popped up, and I'm like, and Don, they did, this is world class. I mean, this is not like a, uh, like, not like a made-for-TV. This is, this is a movie that is just extended out that they just kind of cut up into, you know, 45 minutes or 60 minutes. So I, I, I started watching the first one, and the minute the first one was over, I went, oh, man, that was so good. I can't wait till next week. And then at the bottom it went, three, two, one, doop, and I went, what? 1 a.m. this morning. I am still there in front of my TV. I watched the entire season last night. You will love it. If you're a Clancy fan, you will love this. The writing is genius. The storyline is impeccable. Um, and the action, first rate. Perfect. First rate. Good. I know what you're my doing this weekend. My Labor Day is <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Amazon, Amazon Prime. I know. Amazon Prime. It was absolutely amazing. I haven't set up and done that since I researched my last book. Yeah. I was researching uh, the newsmaker, and I needed uh, I needed some help with some research out of D.C. because a couple of characters are in D.C. and everything. I said, sis, I, I'm either going to have to fly to D.C. or I need some research. And she said, Dad, there's a show on TV right now that has really good writing it's all about life behind the scenes in D.C. called Scandal. And I'm like, what? I've never heard of this. And I went on Netflix, and it was on Netflix. <laughs> 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 and 
And our son walks in the house one morning early at like two or three o'clock in the morning. He comes in and I'm sitting in the chair watching this show. And he Eyes comes open. in. I know. And he comes in. He says, Dad, are you okay? I mm-hmm. said, shh, shh. It's almost over. <laughs> but they suck you in, sis. Yeah. It's do. like that ends and you just want to de- you just want to decompress on what you just watched. And all of a sudden, three, two, one. <laughs> it's genius marketing. It is. It is genius marketing. Paper's coming back, man. It's I think not. I think it's I think it's on its way back. I have no As an doubt author, I am very happy that people will buy books again. Absolutely, I am whole wholehearted. All right, so there's a couple things we got to okay. know about you because you okay. got a, you've had a phenomenal career. Been in Dallas all your life. Oh, yep. Multi generational Texan. Multi generational Texan. Where'd you go to school? Um, high school. Well, or yeah. Where did you go to high school? Went to Highland Park. I love that. Yep. I love what did that. your mom and dad do before the paper business? So my dad worked at different paper companies in Dallas that no longer obviously are around. Yeah. And my mother was, when she went to SMU, she was a law grad. She was one of the, I think one of the first woman law graduates from SMU. Sweet. Wow. Her maiden name was Cullum, and there was a sporting goods store here called Cullum uh, and Boren, yeah. which was her family. Oh, my mm. gosh. Cullum's kind of a big-time name in big. the state of Texas. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I have a son named Cullum. That's and awesome. That. So, but so I think she, I'm not so sure she wanted what her taste level was for being an attorney mm-hmm. or working in the gun department at Cullum mm-hmm. and Bourne. Right. And so when her and my father got married in 39, then I think Dad felt like he could do it better on his own. Oh, go. the the math just worked. They got married in 39. He mm-hmm. started it in 41. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a great story. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's that why I'm saying story. they did it together. It was him and her and what warehouseman. It oh, was downtown. My gosh, yeah. <clears throat> all, all those warehouses that were kind of torn down yeah. for AA Center and Victory yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. It was it, right there. Right in there, yeah. Oh, I love that old yeah. area. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right there by Woodall. Does your wife help you in the business or is she Oh, no, too. she's a she's a teacher. Oh. Yeah, she's a, well, she's a retired free teacher pa- now. Free, so. free paper. <laughs> oh, as a matter of fact, I brought her home a ream yesterday. <laughs> nice. She goes, well, she goes, how much is this? And I said, I don't know, ream, probably about 10 bucks. She goes, it's four ninety nine at Office Max. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, honey, the paper at Office Max is cheap white copy. That's yeah. right. Look, read the label on what you got. Right, right, yeah. right. It's, it's big time. <laughs> it's nice stuff. I know it. <laughs> Well, not everybody has a good appreciation for a good piece of paper. You're right. And I that's know my it. goal in life is to make everybody I, I think appreciate that's, it. I, and Allie and I have been talking about this from almost day one. I mean, she started draw, drawing and sketching when she was itty-bitty. And, of course, you know, I owned an architectural firm here in town with two of my dear, dear friends. And um, so I had her sketching on vellum when she was little bitty. Learning how to, she drew her first set of house plans when she was, what, ten? Uh, something like that. Dad calls vellum bumwad. No, that's sketch paper. Bumwad. There is vellum, vellum, but there's sketch. There's roll up. There's roll up sketch paper, tissue paper, mm-hmm. but I call it bumwad. I mean, we always called it bumwad in school and oh, everything. Really? And it's just like, you know, you just roll it up and you know, <laughs> bumwad when you're done with it, right? Okay, so you you grew up here. Uh-huh. Uh, you went to you went to school at HP yeah. and then went from to University of New Mexico and then you went to University of New Mexico. So Why I asked you New this. Mexico? <laughs> it's is, the land of enchantment. It is totally the um, land of enchantment. How's so the Texas boy? A lot of cacti over there. This is it. this is where the story takes a little turn. Yeah. Uh, 
no, I uh, really want to go to the University of North Carolina. Whoa. I mean, yeah, yeah. I played golf in high school <laughs> yeah. and don't play a very good game of golf now, but I was pretty good in high school. and So I had played out golf out there with my father, and he was kind of my hero anyway. Mm-hmm. But my, we went out there, and I just fell in love with the campus and the kids. Everything. In New Mexico? No, in North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. North Carolina. I, I Carolina. totally see that. I was well, wondering if you're going with the New Mexico story. <laughs> I went out there to visit, sent my SATs out there. I go in the deans or whoever interviews you for going mm-hmm. to college. And he says, son, you're going to have to work on those English portions of your SATs. I'm like, is it that bad? He goes, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm in this big old office. I sunk down the oh, chair. No. Got my rejection letter two weeks later. Oh. I mean, and you grow up with the idea if you study hard, yeah. you can go anywhere because my yeah, grades yeah. were good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually Just got rejected twice. Twice? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, nonetheless, at the 11th hour, I've got that big old Barron's book of colleges. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Flipping it. Yep. And I said, New Mexico sounds like an interesting, unique place to go. Yeah. Colorado was off the limits because, remember, student oh, yeah. unrest. Right, right, so right. why not Texas? You just needed to get away. I want to get out of state. Yeah. 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 A lot of our high school went to A&M and yeah. to UT. And well, and Allie's high school, it was like um, Arkansas. Arkansas and OU. OU mm-hmm. was like the 12th grade or the 13th grade. I know. <laughs> Arkansas is becoming almost a state school for Texas. Beautiful. So it was OU. Yeah. I mean, there's as many Texas, North Texas kids at, in Norman as there is at uh, you know, some of those schools. Yeah. So, New Mexico, and then back to Dallas. And that's actually probably one of the best things I ever did, really. I mean, really? Was, yeah, you got to find yourself. Find yourself because there was nobody you knew. And then being oh, in so kind true. of an environment that's so, I mean, literally completely different than Dallas. Completely. Did you know going, <laughs> completely. Did you know going into college that you were going to, like, take over the business? or? I didn't know I was going to take over the business, nor I was going to have kind of the excitement for it that yeah. I had. but I you know I always knew I worked at Clampin over the summers in high school and mm-hmm. it was kind of a, a natural I was going to work for a paper company in Denver when I graduated I was engaged and I we decided to go to a non-city where the parents were right sure right so then my mom had a stroke when I was a senior in mm. college so mm. we ended up kind of coming back to Dallas sure yeah. right right when did you jump into when did you jump into the paper company? So we got married full time. Been October first, nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah, man, that makes you that makes you one of the more tenured employees. <laughs> I, believe it or not, I'm not. What? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> Are you oh, yeah. kidding? Yeah, yeah. I like the president, so I'm chairman and CEO. The president's been there. He had a little hiatus with a competitor, which sure. I remind him of. Yeah, yeah. Uh. As well, you should. <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, he's been there probably 41 or 42 oh, years. Whoa, that's awesome. I got awesome. a guy in Houston has been there probably 47, 48. Whoa. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so leader of um, uh, look around these parts, mm-hmm. you're pretty much fixture around these parts. Clamp the paper's it, man. If you want, I mean, if you if you want the deal, you guys you guys are it. But, I mean, there's got to be some struggles in running a company. Family-owned, uh, second generation. Um, you guys have always been growing. You've always been creative. You've always been on the front end. What's, what's, one, of the, what's one of the biggest challenges that you face in your career with, with the company? You know, one is the healthcare thing. I yeah. mean, I hate – yeah. I mean, I know there's some basic stuff here that I, I'm – you know, every time you sit down for renewal, your costs go up. 
hundred percent. You know, you're trying to be fair to the company and fair to the employee, and that's it's just a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got those issues. You've got right now, surprisingly enough, we haven't talked about this, but supply is an issue right now because so many mills have shut down. Really? really? Yeah. We've lost a lot of capacity, and then so prices of paper are on the ro- on the rise. Oh man. And you know, and I'm talk- talking to the nice premium papers, sure. but I'm talking about your more everyday common. Yeah. What I'm going to print a rack brochure. Why on. are they closed down? <clears throat> a lot of it is really due to a lot, they weren't making their own pulp. They were buying mm-hmm. pulp on the open market. Mm. Paper prices were depressed for a long time, and then eventually it kind of ran out of runway. Essentially, oh, what happened? That happened to a mill out in Portland, yeah. and really kind of the same thing happened to a mill up in Wisconsin. So, wow. you know, it's just it's been challenging in yeah. that in that respect. So now you've got you couple some of the aspects and then you got personnel issues and you've got all yep. the different things. So in my mind, I never start about the time I always tell people, by the time you think you kind of got this thing dialed in, yeah. you better be looking in the rearview mirror yeah, because something's coming at you fast. And yeah. my point is it's just stuff. Right. And now that we got locations going from McAllen to Kansas city, yeah, there's this like, yeah, yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you guys are you guys are moving up through the middle. How many how many total locations now? We have twenty one. We have seven divisions and fourteen stores. I love it. And the stores are called Well, in Texas they're called fast clampets. Right. Mm-hmm. And outside the state they're just clamping paper stores. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got so. it. We have a lot of young entrepreneurs listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people that use paper listening. Um, a lot of people starting their own business, and quite frankly, a lot of people that's been in business for a while, all different levels in their career. What's what's the one thing that you would teach them? Or uh, in the way I ask this, if you had to give the graduation best business advice, yeah, best business advice. So if you had to give the commencement speech at at a college, a bunch of business kids coming out, or maybe kids don't know what they're doing, what's the two points in your speech that you'd tell them? Best business advice you'd give them. So. Can I start with a quote on uh, that? Yeah. Yes, please. We so love I'd love to claim the quote as my own. It is not. I actually heard it recently from Melissa Reif, the oh. uh, CEO at the uh, Container Store. Yeah. Oh. It says, at the moment of commitment, the universe conspires to assist you. Okay. I love that. I mean, Ooh. it was. That's huge. It's an, a moving remark. And I'm like, I've. Matter of fact, I wrote it down on my program, and I'm just, I'm just like, holy smokes, that's so true. At the moment of commitment, the universe conspires, conspires to assist you. To assist you, that is absolutely and genius. So, what I would tell some young person or going into business for themselves mm-hmm. is, find something you love, yeah. yes, and stick to it, and love it, and grow it, and nurture it, right? Because if you find something you love and commit to it, yeah. You will, you will be successful at it. I truly believe that. We say that goes back to purpose. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. Allie studied marketing. She's, well, she started off as an interior designer and then switched over to marketing, graduated, interviewed, I don't know, how many, sis? How many interviews did you go on? Oh, so many. So many? Uh, uh, what, two uh, dozen, three dozen? Oh, at least 20. At least 20. And... Don, she Maybe was 30. she was number t- number two or number three in almost every one. She'd get that and say, "Oh man, you're so awesome! You're in the final. Oh man, you were you were you know our second choice, but we went with someone else, and it was almost depressing." Yeah, yeah. Right? I was getting to the point where I was like, "I'll I'll just 
I'll be your assistant. Like, just let me answer phones, something. And then she came in one day and said, I am so just sad. I just want to go take a class and just kind of decompress. And I can remember we were sitting at, I think, actually, they had different tables in this restaurant at that time because we were sitting at our round table. And they changed the square tables. It kind of freaked us out when they did that, but that's no story. And I said, what do you want to do? She says, Dad, I think I just want to take a class and, um, and just do something fun like calligraphy or something like that. I said, okay. So she signed up for a calligraphy class, and then you did something and posted it online just for yourself, just kind of mm-hmm. had fun and just did something. And somebody commented on that. I think you had probably 100 followers at the time, Someone. just friends. And someone commented on it and said, Allie, that is, well, they called her Tony at the time. That is so cool. Will you do one for me? And she did one for her. And all these years later, now she has a phenomenal business I know. in town. How many murals do you have coming up? I don't want to steal high low from you, but a lot. <laughs> now she's lot. painting the town. She's painting every wall in the it. town. Right? And Your tagline. I love it. Painting the town. Painting mm-hmm. the town. Making the city cooler one wall at a time. One wall at a time. And you know what's crazy is? Yeah. Um, it's not what she studied, but it's it kind of fit her lane. Mm-hmm. Right? It's what it's what fit her. Commitment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's commitment. All right. So the first thing, so you go with the quote. And the first thing, be all in. Be, be committed. Be find committed. something that yeah. you're all you in on. Yeah. And what's the second thing you tell them? second thing is, and, th- and this is not something, you know, heavy, deep. Mm-hmm. But look at this baby boomer group that I'm in now. So yeah. I'm 60, almost 62. And you, you know, are not. You don't look it at all. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you serious? There's no way. My Labor Day weekend just got picked. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Really? No. I, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, no. But, but I wouldn't my, have guessed it ever. My point is there's a lot of, so there are a lot of companies like mine out there that are growing, that, that, that have a purpose, have a mission. Yeah. I know what we want to do. We have mm-hmm. some sustainability to the organization. If I'm a young person and I'm looking at that organization going like, I might have a chance to run this thing someday yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or be very influential in it. Yeah. The, that's what I would tell a young person is look forward, not yeah. momentary, but look in the future. I like that. I like that so, a lot. Now, okay, so how would you coach how would you coach somebody on your team or in your organization or somebody that you're mentoring? Because a lot of times I was this way when I was that age, um, the current group the current age group is kind of this way so I, I don't think it's a unique generational thing but I get there and I went um, hey look I know I started last week but I'm pretty sure I'm ready to run the place tomorrow <laughs> right I mean I've got a ton of great ideas and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm ready um, you know at the one year mark can you promote me to run the whole place what do you say to somebody who gets a little ahead of their skis so you know it's it's a gentle approach right yeah but you know, I always tell people that you just don't know what you don't know. Ah, uh, man. Yes. You've got to really. And there is there a, a lot of things you <coughs> don't know either. When you yeah. figure it out, when you think that you figure it out, someone else comes up, you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like in, in our industry, you know, when you walked in that sample room and you saw all the colors and textures, and yeah. s- nobody picks that thing up and in a day or two or a week or a month. Right. Oh my gosh, yeah. no. You know, it takes you a while. And you really need to be, I always find that you're more successful at what you do if you become a student mm-hmm. of the product mm-hmm. and of what you're trying to do. Always study learning. your own stuff and study yeah. your customers' needs. That's that so true. That's one of our values <laughs> at, our, at our firm, pursue excellence. I create value 
through mastery, creativity, and innovation. So the very first thing we tell everybody is master what you are. Become a, a, an expert at what you yeah. are. Learn everything you can about what you are. And in the process, you learn more about things around you. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where creativity comes from. And Allie has or become... teaching. I learn a lot that's, from teaching other people. And that's where we go. That That's, that's where we go. True transformation in what you learn happens, right, where Sis talked about. It happens at the teaching part. It happens at the sharing part. It happens when you're telling that story. Mm -hmm. That's when you've truly transformed. It's when I can translate what I've been doing to someone else, bingo, right? That's, and, you know, we can go back and look in history, and and, and that's, again, nothing new, <laughs> nothing, nothing that's revolutionary or that we created. We just went back and looked and went, um, hey, this kind of makes sense. There's a cycle. We call it the learning cycle inside our firm. Um, and I started looking at this back in the 90s. We used to think all the time we sat in a classroom and get information and that we all of a sudden had this learning moment. And it's like, no, you just got information. There's a lot of students sitting right across the street from us at SMU right now spending a lot of money sitting in the classroom thinking that, oh, I'm in the classroom, I'm learning. No, it doesn't happen just sitting in the classroom. But anytime you take in information, then you always have this application. You always go do something with it. And a lot of times we think, okay, I, I, I learned this information. I sat in this room, and now I went and did something, so I must have learned something. Not quite, because you always have an experience, good, bad, or indifferent. Okay, I did this. It worked. I did this. It didn't work. I did this. Eh. And a lot of times we think, okay, now I've learned. In reality... The, the real transformation and the real learning doesn't happen until you share that or teach that to someone else. That's really when it starts to become internal, right? And, right. and when you share it and when you teach it, what are you doing? You're giving someone else information mm -hmm, yeah. and you're passing it along. So it's this cycle that continues along. We're constantly telling everybody, you know, hey, you've got to the top of what you know when you're able to teach it to someone else. Right. right, and that's I think that's the key. Speaking of passing it on, your daughter works for you. Greatest joy of my so life. Awesome. I think daddy daughter teams are pretty cool. I, I think, think so too. They're stud. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. does she have any curiosity or goals or plans to take over? You know, we kind of take one step at a time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I say that for a lot of reasons. You know, my goal with her when she came in the business, and I don't know if I shared this with you when you came down, but was really <clears throat> to get her to love it first, mm -hmm. enjoy it. Yep, and, yep. And the people, the, not yeah. just not just the customers, but the internal employees, yeah. everybody in the orders. And they all kind of – They're not going anywhere. Yeah, right. So, you know, I think – so eight years in, you know. Wow. You know, she's – definitely made a, a name and a position not only internally but externally in the community yeah it's awesome what did she go to school go, for uh strategic communications at ku there you go rock chalk chalk i know we lived in lawrence for a couple oh, years love lawrence yeah mm -hmm. yeah we're there in the very first game and then they come out on the floor and they start doing rock chalk and we're like what are they doing and by the time it starts building and building and building, we're like, oh, my gosh. We were hooked. Oh, yeah. We were hooked. It's hard not to be hooked on KU okay, basketball. Well, you just did a really big squirrel moment, so let's get back I'm sorry. To we're squirreling. I'm sorry. Paper. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Paper and his sorry. daughter in KU. <laughs> yeah. My gosh, I'm sorry. All the KU listeners are going, yeah, yeah. I don't yep. think we got any. 
Whoa. Well, you just, they probably shut us off. They just shut us off at this point. Oklahoma I, know, I know it. 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 So, um, she's been there eight years. Eight years. She married? D- is not. Good for she's her. Married to paper. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> married to paper. We need to have her on the show one time. I know. She she should have come. Well, she's fun. in Albuquerque with her mother and mm. my uh, oldest boy and his my grandsons. Sweet. Fun. So she's the best aunt ever too. I mean, they uh, all of them. She well, says they all snuggled with them on a pallet last night. Oh my I mean, gosh, that's awesome. Literally, there's three of them <laughs> that, that are like. Oh my so gosh. And then a little one. I know it. Oh, well, every week we always do high-low. This is something we do every week. It started when the kids were, were young. Uh, we do high-low. It's the high part of your week, the low part of your week. What did you learn along the way? This has been kind of the staple of what Allie and I have been talking about for 14 years, which, by the way, before I forget, the commercial for Chick-fil-A dropped this weekend. You saw it? I did. It's called hashtag the little things. I meant to tell you this morning. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of a squirrel moment. Don't make that your low, by the way. Was it but any they, good? They did it really. It was really well done. Did someone have cancer or no. was they a No, no, no. But when you see it, you'll you'll see. What? Uh, what was the story? I can't tell you. You'll yes, have to you watch can. it. No. Let's tell us. It was somebody who was trying to get to a family night, and uh, they have a lot of kids, single mom, and she was struggling getting there, and family night closed at a certain time, and they knew the manager Mm-hmm. And they knew that this mom was struggling to get off work and to get there, and the manager extended it out just for them. I'm telling you, sis, oh, no, everybody was crying. That story. Everybody was crying and everything. They did a really, really good job. So me and Dad interviewed for a Chick-fil-A commercial, and yeah. we didn't get it. They interviewed us for our story at Chick-fil-A to be on a national commercial. Yeah, and so we didn't get it, but the family that did unbelievable story they deserved it yeah yeah and it's called the little things hashtag the little things Cute. genius genius Ugh. genius genius i know it is the little okay. things really it is it's 100 percent. all right hi low sis <sighs> well at least i went to someone like that i'm much rather it like that than a puppy story yeah okay. or something having birth in a chick-fil-a <laughs> bathroom or it's, something it's silly the, like that. It's the little things. That's <laughs> the little things. <laughs> Drop out a 10-pound baby in the bathroom. Oh, man. <laughs> it's the little thing. Oh, man. Um, high low. Uh, low, I am just so stuck in my head of overthinking things. And business-wise, I'm, like, in this, like, really pivot um, directional. She came over the night for dinner, Dawn. We talked about one business item at 7 o'clock. She left at 10.30. We're still talking about that one thing. She gets it in her head too hard. I do. I overthink it circles. so yeah. much. What would you learn from that? That I shouldn't overthink <laughs> it. It all works out. It all works out. How would, you, just, counsel, how would you counsel somebody like, like that, Don? your own business and you don't want to screw up and there's just so many different decisions and options and if, am I making the right decision? And She's at a tipping point. Hire people, don't, uh, don't hire people, grow, don't grow. She's at a little bit of a tipping point right now. She's had explosive growth and she gets in her own head sometimes. How would you counsel somebody like that? What would you say to them? I'd say put it down on paper. Oh, <laughs> it is on paper. You know, on write all the write it all down, all the pluses and minuses, and then yeah, 
you know, as far as hiring somebody, that's kind of a financial decision. That can you afford to hire somebody? Yeah, we went through the spreadsheet. We went through all the spreadsheets. We built the spreadsheet right there, went through all the financials, went through all. And it is a little bit of a, look, it's, it's, it's heart and mind. Right, right. Right. And this was the, the mind part of it. We put it all down on paper. But wouldn't you say that there's also the heart part of it? I mean, business is, is heart and science. Yeah. 100% of both. Yeah. You probably, it's probably been a while since you, do you like, when you're hiring on people, do you talk to all of them or do you have a hiring manager or? So really depending on the role that they're going to fill. Yeah. If it's anything having to do that's out facing mm-hmm. to, the, to our community, I will always have an interview. Yeah. You know, I don't care really if we're hiring them in Springfield, Missouri or Houston. You know, yeah, if they're I'd going like to talk to somebody else, they're talking I'd about like your to, name. Yeah, I'd like to talk to them, and yeah, we do have an HR that we have to go. We have the whole procedure yeah, yeah, that yeah. you go through, but you know, I I like to know why somebody's there and and what's their purpose. purpose. Thank that, you. So that's what you look for. That was my like my question is like, what do you look for when you're interviewing people? I I, I look for folks that are really like, how do you know they're the they're the <clears> and one? you don't. A lot of times you don't. I mean, there's really, I mean, trust me, I've, I think we've all that have hired would say that we've made some real miscues, misfires, whatever, mm-hmm. and hired some folks. You're going like, how did I do this? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I've been fortunate, especially in the last few years, to pick up on some, on some good folks. And I really just look at their desire to want to learn an industry. Because this is not, you know, I'm not big on the job hopper folks. Yeah. You know, hey, it's seven years. I believe by the time I think I leave. Well, that's about the time you really start to pay for yourself. Yeah. Right? I've invested in you for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm really looking for somebody's commitment. But it's hard, I understand, to mm-hmm. see six, seven, eight years down the line. So mm-hmm. just try, we try to figure it The trend it right now in the, in the current working generation, <clears throat> the trend right now is three to five. Right. And we're finding from the stats that we're looking at that – the top three reasons, and believe it or not, compensation is the fourth reason on the list. It's not even in the top three. The top three reasons, they leave a jerk culture. boss, right? They leave a jerk boss. They, they leave a bad, toxic culture, or mm-hmm. they, they don't believe they're being developed along the way. I'll, your third is, my, is a big thing for me, mm-hmm. yeah. is having a mentor within an organization mm-hmm. for that person. Obviously, I can't mentor all new mm-hmm. hires, right? Yeah. yeah, but if you find somebody in the organization, if I got a sales guy that's in training, yeah, I would attach him to another salesman that's out. Yep, not just to go make calls. I'm talking go have a beer or mm-hmm. yeah. whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So they realize, hey, what has been your track record? Right. Here? Why mentoring is so huge. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a formal three-step mentoring program in our place. We start with the buddy system, which is what you talk about, yeah. right? And then we have uh, culture coaches. Um, which are individuals that kind of have mastered what we do inside our organization. You know, we're number 77 on Fortune's Best Places to Work, and so we do some things really, really well. So we have those uh, culture coaches that are able to coach people. And then we have mentor masters, right? And they're the kind of the, the top of the line where we teach, we mentor people to be mentors. It's kind of the kingmaker principle, but on steroids um, at the corporate level. So... It's vital, in our opinion. And Sis and I talk about this all the time. You, mm-hmm. you need your own personal board of directors. Right. Right? We talk about that all the time. you got to have somebody inside. 
um, to do that. So this, you, so that was your low, man. We we spent a lot of time talking about that. We'll spend yeah. a lot more time talking about it today. What was your high? Hi, I was on a podcast this week with some of my good friends. It's just crazy. These Flea Style um, is doing their 50th episode, which is really great because she started her podcast because she was on our podcast. So we. That's right. She was like number six or something. Yeah. Um, So I was her first guest. So on her 50th episode, she asked the top episodes of within that 50 to be on. So it was me. Lauren Williams um, and Tori, which are all artists and artists and makers in Dallas. And so it's just crazy. I look up to them and just think that their business is over and beyond me. But just sitting with them, being in the same room with them, I'm quickly realizing that they're just like me and they're struggling with the same things and having more struggles than I'm having. And it's just, it's crazy. So. Isn't that cool though? Yeah. Isn't that cool? All right, Don, high-low. High-low. Well, we'll start with the, the low first, and I, you know, I don't want to bring the conversation down, but we lost a good paper man. Oh. And, uh, yeah, a guy I hired about oh, five. Oh, he passed away? Or? Yeah. Oh, I'm oh. so sorry. He, he was a – his name was John Hampton, and he did an unbelievable job for us, but for the community at mm-hmm. large. And he's, he only spent the last five or so years with his – with me mm-hmm. and he was a competitor of mine for a long time wow and um just you know he fought a hell of a battle with cancer mm. and just really you oh know. so sad so that was kind of that was uh, very yeah. much yeah. a low yeah, in the yeah. first very, part very of the much. week yeah the half the second part of the week was knowing i was probably going to go on this podcast oh. so but was so i made a call with one of our sales new year sales guys and we went to disd yeah okay. yeah yeah so for everybody listening, everybody Dallas listening. Independent, Independent School, School District. District. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for many years, I was kind of under the – this is you don't know what you don't know. Right? Yeah. That their print shop had actually closed. Oh. So I get down there, and guess what? Oh, my God. I got a full-blown print shop down at yeah. DISD over in South Irving. What? And <laughs> I'm there, and I'm looking. I'm going like, you know, it's kind of a high-low mix, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. High like, oh, my God, opportunity. Low like, where the heck have we been? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then we go out and meet the head of Persing, which is in a totally separate building sure. on North Central. But right. It was just an interesting – to me, it was a high-low because of the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and just realizing you have to be out there all the time really you never assume that you know everything and yeah and and, and always network oh yeah that it was but that was a high because i i kind of get get a rush speaking you have to you have to tell us our your serendipitous story oh my serendipitous we're gonna do it on (laughs) breakfast and dad's like stop this is a good podcast (laughs) okay so for those of you that haven't been to the creative center or haven't been in a long time Mm -hmm. we are doing a refresh of the creative center and um some few more interactive things in there. So what it, what happened is on a Sunday, you, you, I don't know if you ever did. I think I might have told you the story, t- Tony, but I was messing around in LinkedIn like I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah. And I saw this gal who had like a blog, mm-hmm. and her name was Molly Waxman. And I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'd like to know her. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I sent her an email or a, a, a message or whatever, yeah. LinkedIn message. Do you want to have coffee at the Creative Center? She goes, she responds relatively quick, which no one ever does, yeah. really. Yeah. And We're so, millennials. We're always uh, on our phone. You know, well, she, I don't, I, she may be a little past millennial. I'm not sure where she falls. But nonetheless, 
I got a response by Sunday. She says, great, I'd love to have coffee with you. So we scheduled a stay, and she's got a five-year-old son. She had to get him to school and then come down. Oh, sure. So I'm in the back. I walk up to meet her at the front door, mm-hmm. and she looks at me, and she, she says, do you remember who I am? Uh, oh, oh, my and gosh. And that's always – that's kind of one of yeah. those yeah, moments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, and I'm no. like, oh, gosh. And she goes, Molly Waxman, you bought my dinner at Nobu five years ago when I was pregnant with my son. My husband and Just I were having dinner. The... Are you serious? This is serious. This oh is serious. Oh, my gosh. And I look at her, and I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. She goes, no, that, but you gave me some awfully good career advice. You know, I want to go. Oh, what career advice did you give her? Well, it was just an employer she was at then that uh, maybe I thought she could probably do better. better. And well, she ended up doing a lot better. better. There you go. And she started her own firm yes. called Moax Visual. And what they do is work with uh, all kinds of firms for their mm-hmm. interior, like uh, retail establishments. Yeah. So that's kind of what drew, drew me into the, the uh you know, calling her to begin with. Yeah. So as we're walking back, and I said, have you ever been here before? She goes, I've been here a dozen times. <laughs> what? Since, since our dinner? And she goes, yeah. She goes, but I felt like you were too busy to uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, I just like it. Oh it was killer. Gosh. I said, look, you don't ever feel that way, right? So we walked back, and then I said, tell me what you think of the place, because obviously she's some yeah. here. She, yeah. she goes, it's fabulous. I love the Samp Room. I love the Creative Center. She goes, but... There's yeah. a butt. Yeah. She goes, it needs to be a titch more interactive. Well, how did you do this? Why did you do that? That yeah. kind of thing. So we started talking, and that kind of led to. I love that kind of feedback. Wow. It was it was amazing. And That's what they've awesome. done. And, and so it'll all be complete in about two weeks. So we're about 80% of the way there. That is so cool. Sis, we're going to have to plan a trip. You're going to have to yeah. have to plan a trip. We're going to have to plan a trip to come over. Okay. All right. So I got to tell You're you. You're high low. Um, I, don't, I, I rarely get to share mine because no, we don't get to go. I, okay, we don't. I, I know, sorry, I, I, I rarely get to share mine because um, I'm always so fascinated with everybody to else. Chit chat. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I do. I, I do like the chit chat. His high low goes into like well, twenty more minutes. Yeah, I know. My my low was is D and I were gone all last week to Hawaii and we got chased out by the hurricane and so I was gone for a week or unplugged for a week and then I got back. And if you've ever tried to literally unplug for a week when you come back, all the things you unplugged from was um, you got to deal with. I got to tell you, I have an amazing team at the office because I came back and I wasn't overwhelmed. Is I was your low? Well, it, it's a little bit of it's it's a little bit of a low, and, and I'm getting there. But my team did a phenomenal job in keeping everything together, and it really kind of made me feel like I wasn't needed. I don't know if that was the low oh, or, or or not, but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at everything that's coming up and I think I may have just slightly overcommitted myself. You always. And I have a hard time saying no, Don, to anything and I just want to help everybody. And my low has been I've had a tinge of overwhelmedness over the last couple of days mm-hmm. because I sit there and look at what's coming and I'm like, I think I may have just slightly overcommitted myself. And it worries me that I won't be able to do Dad. a thousand percent. Hopefully this isn't DNA <laughs> that I pass on because we I think. We have this talk all the time and uh, you counsel me all, all the time. time. About, about not overcommitting. About not overcommitting. Yes, and, and here I've no done it. And taking things in small bites and not having it. to do all of it. I think I've accidentally done it. <sighs> Can I just be transparent and vulnerable and say I think I've done it? You and I'm did. Wor- and, I, and I'm working on it right now, but I think I've done it. Uh-huh. So I've sat down with those around me that are very, very important, and I said, okay, 
I'm going to get through this season, which is about four weeks. Mm-hmm. And we looked out beyond that, and I said, okay, I've got to put some boundaries in place. So I, I, I think I can get through it, but just being real transparent, I felt a little overwhelmed. So that's kind of my low. I got to tell you, though, my team, the high part is my team has kept, kept me from just <coughs> being crushed because my team has stepped in, and they have just done everything they need to do, right? Um, so from that standpoint... I will also tell you the things that I'm working on coming up in the next month mm-hmm. are all really cool. You always say that, and then you don't say anything, so then it's, it's a big teaser. And then that's uh, I know it, I know it, but I, I can't talk about all of them on the air. But they're well, all, let's just go to fast questions. They're all then. very, very cool. So well, let's just go to fast questions. Can I say something before that? I, I, Don, you and I met um, less than a year ago. Are you sure? Has it been a no, year? No, it's been. It's, it's been, been a year. More, a little more than a year. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, a little more. I got to tell you. I got to tell you what I really, really, really appreciate about Don, um, and I. It was instant for me. This is a guy who everything inside his hardwiring is he wants to serve somebody else. A hundred percent. And I think that's what he always asks. What can I? How can I help you? I think that. Not. I don't think. I know that's what sets. Average leaders, good leaders, apart from great leaders. And, and Don, I just want to tell you the thing I appreciate about you the most is that you have you have a servant heart um, greater than any that I've seen. And uh, regardless of what you got going on, regardless of what you're doing, um, it's always about serving the other person. And I think, I think your dad instilled that into you, and I think you're carrying that on. And I think that's the thing that makes uh, Clampet Paper amazing amazing place to that's why you have 47 year employees that's why you have 41 year employees that's why you have people that are committed um and that's a lesson that every single person that's listening to this podcast needs to learn like uh, so i didn't i didn't want that thought to leave my mind it's a good thought before, about you before we before we go to uh fast questions so so thank it's you it's so true though it is no i'm it's it's more, just there fun there need to be more people like you i know i totally agree <laughs> All right, fast questions, go. Fast questions, ready? <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> you drink it black, yeah? Black. Yeah. yeah. I've started this week, by the way. Strong. I've started this week drinking Ooh. my coffee black because, you know, I went to Hawaii and, and I ate Again, just no, basically not really everything. Fast I know it. I ate everything I wanted. I know this is how we do it. I ate everything I wanted. I came back, I went, why do I feel like I'm going in slow motion? And I realized that because I ate everything I wanted, my body just kind of went. Yeah, we're going to need a little reset. And so one of the things I did is I took the the milk product out of my coffee, and I'm drinking it black. Oh, my gosh, it's good. Coffee is good. Good, good yeah. coffee is good. That's right. Bad coffee is still bad, <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much you put in it. So I, I, I'm liking black coffee. Next question, I'm sorry. I coffee. I know, she's a tea girl. I am a tea girl. Uh, pizza or burgers? How about a combo plate? Combo oh. plate. Both. <laughs> Well, I like them both. Cheeseburger pizza. <laughs> no, I like hamburgers. Yeah. Green chili cheeseburgers specifically. All right. You've well, been around here a long time. Best burger joint in town? Um, oh, man. You know, I'm never. I'm not in search of that. Um, but let's see. But you've probably had a good burger oh, or two. I've had a good burger. Yeah. Um, Hopdotty. Hopdotty's pretty good. Yeah, Hopdotty's like, pretty good. I thought he was going to go burger house right down the street here. I like Brittany's question. A little bit better. What? What would be your 
she asked me this too. Oh dear. And I'm like, why did you even ask that? <laughs> um, the last meal on earth you would oh. indulge in. It's, it's, and that's a toughie, but I would have to put Mexican food. Ooh, I'm a favorite Mexican. Mexican food? I love Mexican food. Oh, all kinds. Matter of fact, my wife and I got an argument. We went to E Bar <laughs> the other day. Have you, you like been E-Bar? to E Bar? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really great. It's good. I, you know, my daughter's got me into Chewy's because they have mm. uh, a New Mexican. They have the yeah, red yeah. and the green chili. Yeah. So I've kind of said chili season right now. Yeah. The jalapeno uh, ranch. Oh. Oh, so unbelievable. good. Unbelievable. So yeah. good. So, so making me hungry now. No. But oh, I, I kind of be a little bit of a traditionalist. I Steak. Get, I get no. Well, what I tell you, you from Mexico. What would be your last? Well, I don't know if it'd be your last meal, but what I mean, I'm kind of a big fan of El Phoenix. It's I've been around here for a long time. You can get in. They okay. serve a good product, um, quick, and I mean, I, I didn't judge even get about through. based off of the salsa. It, it is all about the salsa. Well, chips and salsa. You like me casino then? I, I love, love yeah, yeah, yeah. We can walk in. So that was my, that was our staple. Yeah, yeah. You know, Preston Forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We could walk there from. Yeah. yeah. And I still love me casino. I ate at Macero last night. It was kind of a, it was kind of a compromise, mm-hmm. but I'm not nuts about the food. Yeah. I like yeah. La Comido. So. I don't like it yeah. when they get too fancy. Like, just don't, just leave Tex-Mex how it needs just to be. Just how it's be. All right. Next question. Fast question. What would be your, I asked you, what would be your last meal on earth? Oh, what would be my last meal? Um, man, I'm going straight up. I'm going straight up steak and potato. Oh, you're boring. Yeah, maybe a little. Where? You know, we we have eaten at all the big ones, mm. right, in town. Um, it's hard to beat Morton's. Del Frisco's, um, and I know because I spent so much time in the restaurant business, I know a lot of these owners. Um, Del Frisco serves a really, really good steak. We ate at Maggiano's the other night, and Brendan ordered the filet. It almost melted in his mouth. It was amazing. But for mom's birthday this year, we went to Morton's, Mm -hmm. and Brendan had a filet. Even Landon said it was the best piece of meat that he's ever had. Um, Bob's is good. I mean, we've had... had Again, first questions. Come on, Dad. I'm sorry, but it'd be steak. Um, (laughs) It's hard to go wrong in this town. With steak. Or with anything, really. Well, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's real. you got to really screw it up to make a restaurant fail in this town. Yeah. you really got to be bad. All right, next question. I'm sorry, Yeah, sis. she asked me that. I was like, that is not even a question. All the audience laughed because yeah, they know that yeah. I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Okay. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? He has, pet he's pet having pet. to think about this one. Because uh, he's just so kind. He doesn't, nothing no, bothers I, him. Um, people that don't do what they say they're going to do. Oh, mm. man. Yes. You know, if you say you're going to do something, then do it. Yes, yeah. be yes, no, be no. Yeah. Yeah, right. I know it. I know it. Favorite evening, in or out? Going in or, uh, or oh, staying in or going uh, out? So that's changed. You know, over time, as yeah. I've matured, I'm kind of like a fine bottle of cab. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I age in the cellar. I'm getting better. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like to say the same thing uh, about myself, uh, yes. But uh, I would have to say I, today it would probably stay in. At yeah. one point in time in my life, it would have been like out. Yeah, right. But, but today know, it's more in. And now it's Amazon Prime and Jack Ryan. Yes, sir. Right there. there go. Good go. bottle of cab and Jack Ryan and... <laughs> Um, it's going to be a great weekend. I know it. If you were a character in a movie that depicted your life or a life that you wanted, what character or what movie would that be? That is... S- it's a heavy question. No, it's not. No? He's Jack a- Bauer. 
<laughs> I am so Jack Bauer. Jack and Bauer. I, and I know that's so counter. I love that. Yeah. So this is how bad it was for me. Talk about binging. Yeah. Try binging seasons oh. in an evening. Oh, oh there's no way. Now, I've tried. There's not enough time. So I was, I was downtown calling on Blockbuster. Oh wow! Okay, that was that was my yeah. yeah. yeah I remember Black. Yeah, that was an account of mine. And yeah. I'm sorry, I'm squirreling a little on you, but I feel like it's a cute it's story. perfect. You're allowed to squirrel. That's <laughs> yes. not allowed. I so I was downtown. We're at a meeting high up in that building. You know, they were in the yeah. downtown building yeah. with all the print producers and some marketing folks. All of a sudden, the the loudspeaker. Didn't even know buildings had loudspeakers. But please do not exit your office at this point in time. What? And I'm like, what the heck? Because I got to go pick up Cullum from. Yeah, yeah. School or yeah. his mom's, and I'm like, you know, I'm trying. To, I did not. I don't think I have my cell phone, so I'm now oh, using a landline. And I'm like, so <clears throat> we're all sitting around this room, and, and I, I, I get up from the table, mm-hmm. and I walk all the way around the floor looking for escape exits. <laughs> no kidding. And so, <laughs> so I get back in. These ladies look at me and said, "Where have you been?" I said, well, actually, I was looking for exits in case we needed to, you know, get out of this thing in some <laughs> yeah. other way than the standard way. Yeah. And they looked at me like this weird look. I said, haven't you ever seen 24? <laughs> Chloe always sends Jack the schematics. I mean. I love it. That's so, so funny. So, I love it. You know, I want to come back. I'll be a lot thinner, and I'll have mm-hmm. a T-shirt that I can roll up and put gun there in there. Or something. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I love so this. Funny. I love so, this. Sorry. That's a good one. I love okay. it. All right. Well, hey, look, we have been, I can't believe we've been talking this long, but um, I know it. It's so awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This has been a ton of fun. I haven't done this on a Saturday ever. And I would, uh, I was just, this is so cool. Anytime. Oh my gosh. This has been so fun. I've learned a ton and it's just good hanging out with you and breakfast. Thanks for coming in and breakfast with us. Let's do this on or off air, right? I love that. And I'll bring Meredith. Yes. I'm in. Okay. We got to do it. Love it. All right, sis. We're going to have to wrap anything else. No. I ask you that all the time. I know. You there's need nothing to stop. else. I don't need to stop because there, there's going to be the one day you go, oh, yeah, one more thing. No. That's it? Yep. All right. Love you, sis. Love you too, Daddy. See you. Bye. Bye.